everyone, welcome to the show. I have updates to share about Donald Trump's New York fraud trials. The first update is literally breaking news that was revealed this afternoon as I was recording. Donald Trump was just caught moving $40 million out of the Trump Organization account into his personal bank account. The problem is that none of the Trumps were allowed to move more than $5 million out of the company's account without first notifying the court-appointed monitor, Barbara Jones. Jones told the court that she noticed three cash transfers totaling $40 million, and she was never notified. Jones said that $29 million of that money, she confirmed, was used to pay Trump's tax bill, and then the rest was supposedly used to cover costs associated with the E. Jean Carroll case. He still doesn't get it. He still does not understand this isn't a game. And the more he plays games, the more the judge is going to spank him. I want to back up also to last week because in the same trial, Jeffrey McConney took the stand again. He is the former Trump uh, Organization controller, and he ended up breaking down in tears. So I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. Prior to his meltdown, McConney conceded that the Trump Organization valued his uh, Mar-a-Lago residence as his private residence when calculating Trump's assets. So that's an admission that proves one of the attorney general's accusations about Trump's company, uh, because Mar-a-Lago is supposed to be a private club, not a private residence, which means it has a lower value. McConney also confirmed Trump's involvement in preparing the valuation of his, his assets. During cross-examination by the Attorney General's office, McConney was asked to read handwritten notes on some of Donald Trump's net worth statements. So, for example, on Trump's 2014 net worth statement, it contained $3.5 billion in bogus assets. It read, quote, DJT to get final review. So McConney conceded he wrote that note and that Trump had the final say on all financial statements. So that directly ties Trump to the illegitimate valuations, and it conflicted with McConney's testimony from pr the previous day. Because during a tr the direct examination by Trump's defense attorneys, McConney had claimed that he reviewed financial statements with former CFO Alan Weisselberg, and then the statements were sent to the outside accounting firm called Mazars. But the state's attorney got him to admit, and eh, I left out the part about Trump having the final say. <laughs> so before it went to Mazars, it went to Trump. And on a 2015 financial statement, McConney wrote, quote, this computation also includes forecasted deals that have not signed yet. McConney asked if Trump wanted to exclude those incomplete deals from his assets because they were only forecasts at that point. The final draft, though, of Trump's financial statement included $151 million in fictitious assets that he didn't yet own or he hadn't sold or they, they weren't you know, of that value yet, because these were all deals that they were counting on, but hadn't come through. So these notes that McConney wrote uh, weren't turned over by the Trump Organization. That's the really damning part. The prosecutor got these notes from Mazars. So that makes Trump and the other defendants look even more guilty. 
But McConnie didn't start crying until Trump's defense attorney asked why he left the company. McConnie broke down in tears and he said that he left because, quote, I just want to relax and stop being accused of misrepresenting assets for the company that I loved working for. I think everything was justified. But McConnie made a couple of really interesting admissions including the fact that he was promised a $500,000 severance package. And this is when he left the Trump organization, he's already received $375,000 and the company still owes him $125,000. I'm sure that doesn't influence his testimony though. Not at all. Uh, The other thing that McConnie said, which really raised some eyebrows, is that he received a subpoena that morning from the Southern District of New York. So just prior to his testimony that day, he said this when he was crying and he was rambling off all the ways in which his life has been turned upside down by Trump's legal matters. He didn't elaborate, so we have no idea at this point which Trump case or which investigation this pertains to, or if maybe this could be even something completely new and previously unreported. So I will definitely keep out an eye out for details about that situation. Uh, next to take the stand were two representatives from Deutsche Bank. One is no longer with the company, um, but they testified that the lender sought out Trump as a client. That they said he had a reputation of having a high net worth. They, you know, looked at him as like a big catch. So the rep said, you know, he paid back all of his loans. He, they, we did sometimes have to adjust his net worth down after we conducted our own assessments of his properties. So no harm, no foul. So of course. Trump's attorneys pounced on this. They immediately demanded that the judge dismiss the case. I've lost count how many times they've done this now. But the judge reminded them the fraud statute may have still been violated, even if there was no default on the loan, even if the lender adjusted the value of Trump's assets. All that's necessary for Trump to be charged with this fraud charge is for the prosecutor to prove He knowingly lied that he tried to mislead these lenders. I also want to share the judge in this case, Judge Arthur Engeron and his law clerk, Allison Greenfield, have reportedly received a ton of death threats and harassing calls and messages since this trial began. According to a court document uh, between the two of them, they're receiving hundreds on a daily basis. This came up again because the gag order on Trump, which was imposed by Judge Engeron, is still being considered by an appeals panel. And the attorneys for the court told the appeals panel that these threats are, quote, serious and credible. In a court filing, they stated that Trump's social media post about the judge's law clerk, quote, resulted in hundreds of threatening and harassing voicemail messages that have been transcribed into over 275 single-spaced pages. They also said Greenfield's personal phone number and her personal email addresses were doxxed, so she's now receiving up to 30 calls per day and as many as 50 messages via email and social media. The messages are just filled with sexist and misogynistic statements. And after Trump's gag order was lifted on November 16th, 
Greenfield reported that about half of the messages then included anti-Semitic statements. So the attorneys included some of the samples of the messages and they're just truly heinous. In addition to the anti-Semitism, they of course include numerous homophobic comments directed at the judge. There's also racist slurs directed at Attorney General Letitia James. I mean, MAGA gonna MAGA, right? Who would they be without racism and other forms of bigotry? Maybe decent human beings? Anyway, um, the examples include things such as, quote, you should be assassinated, you should be killed, quote, we are coming to remove you permanently, quote, I hope they fucking come for you and fucking string you up, and quote, you guys are going to reap what you sow. And the court's attorneys pointed out that the calls and messages decreased when Trump's gag order was in place, and then they increased again when he violated the gag order. So we'll see what happens with this as well. I will definitely let you all know as soon as this appeals panel, the appeals court makes a decision, I would imagine they're going to leave at least something in place, especially when you can see cause and effect, when you can see that, oh, okay, when the gag order is in place, it helps. When it's not in place and Trump starts his rhetoric up again, the threats increase. So pretty obvious he is the cause. Anyway, I will let you know. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if possible. Love you guys. Take care. Talk with you soon.